Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but Jesus said you can't do anything without me. And so, you know, we try to do the all things, but we try to do it on our own. Uh, and, and, and we forget that what Scripture says is that as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him. And so we've all received Him. You know, if, if you're born again, you know that, that it wasn't your works that saved you. Uh, it was you totally depending on Him and receiving by faith what His grace has already provided. But what happens a lot of time is, you know, we get saved. <clears throat> and now all of a sudden we think, now all of a sudden we think it's about, our, you know, we got to throw in some works, you know. And, and so you think, you know, I was saved by grace through faith, but now uh, to, 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 to stay in right standing with God or for me to see the promises of God, I got to throw in some works, you see. And that's where we short, short circuit transformation. That's where we cut ourselves off from, from breakthrough. You see, no, man, it's, 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 it's exactly the way you got saved. That's how you live your Christian life. I want you to know you can't do nothing without Him. You weren't created that way. I want you to know you, 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 you can't prosper without Him. You can't truly love without receiving His love first. You see? Now, somebody says, Alex, I don't know about that. Uh, I think we still got to put in some effort. Uh, we still got to put in some effort to see breakthrough. Well, friend, that is the pattern of the law. You see, the pattern of the law is effort. Pattern of grace is, Lord, I need you. Come in. Transform me. Heal me. Deliver me. And really, he's already done it. But it's really you now receiving the manifestation of what he's already done. Are you following me? This is huge, guys. This is huge, guys. And it goes against everything that we have been taught to believe. I think sometimes we find it so hard to believe that we can, you know, first of all, that God loves you independent of your performance. It has nothing to do with your performance, man. You can't get God to love you anymore. You can't get God to love you any less. He loves you with a perfect love. And then we can't believe that we could actually get a breakthrough without us putting up effort. But that is the way of grace. And again, I'm not saying you're not gonna do anything. We're going to do things. We're going to speak the word. We're going to operate in our authority. But all of that will be now coming out of him working in our hearts and him now compelling us into right action. You see, when God is alive in your heart, right action will take place. Guys said, well, Alex, uh, sin increases when too much grace is preached. No, it's exactly the opposite. If you want sin to increase, you got to go ahead and preach the law. The law is going to increase sin. Grace is, is going to decrease sin. Why? Because the law keeps God out of your heart. Grace enables God to be in, in your heart. When God is in your heart, man, you're not going to sin more. He's now teaching you how to live. He's now teaching you to do what He's calling you to do. He's now teaching you how to forgive. Sometimes we think, you know, um, Alex, I got to forgive or, or God isn't going to bless me. That's Old Covenant. 
new covenant is is um praise god yes sir <laughs> all right lord uh he's switching it up man he's switching it up let's go to john 15 12. uh yeah uh he's uh switching up my sermon praise god i wasn't planning on going here right now but let's i want i want you to see this man i'm talking to somebody here this morning and i want you to see this um john 15 12 because we all know as Christians, we are, we're, we're called to love, amen? We're, we're supposed to love, you know? Uh, anybody ever said that, you know? You're a Christian, you're supposed to be loving, uh, you know? And, and, and so why don't we see more love in the body of Christ in general? Uh, why does it seem that a lot of the body of Christ is having uh, trouble with their love walk? Well, it's this whole thing that I'm telling you today is that we're performing under the law because we think that we have to, uh, you know, we got to work hard to love this person. And, 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 and you can't do that on your own. You see, some people say the Christian life is difficult, but man, it's not difficult. It's impossible if you're trying to do it without Jesus. It's impossible without the Holy Spirit. You see, you can't do it on your own. And so what I want you to see is John 15, uh, uh, John 15, 12, the commandment that Jesus gives to us about love. We all know this. In fact, uh, let's, let's look at it. I want you to see something very important here. Verse 12 says, he, Jesus speaking, he says, this is my commandment. And then he says that you love one another. Okay, now how many people have heard that before? But you see, a lot of people stop there and they say, well, Alex, we're supposed to love. And now you got this law in your, in your, in your mind and in your heart saying, I got to love, but you just can't, you, you just fall short. You know, you don't believe me, you know, um, all you got to do for some people is, 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 is get into politics. You know, all of a sudden, man, you're having a hard time loving some of those people, you know, <laughs> um, or, you know, you love everybody except, you know, that person you used to be married to. Well, Alex, I, I love everybody except for, you know, except for Jim. Having a little issue with Jim. Can't really love him, you know. <laughs> and so you fall short in that area. But friend, what I'm telling you is the reason we fall short with our love walk is because we somehow put more emphasis on we're supposed to love, but we don't put the emphasis on the last part of the verse. I didn't read the whole verse. Look at the last part. He says, this is my commandment that you love one another. And what does he say then? He says, as I have loved you. This is huge because what he's saying is, now love one another as I've loved you. And so in other words, he's saying, since I have loved you first, now you're free to love somebody else. And so how do you practice loving as a Christian? You focus on the love that you receive from Jesus. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me, man. Jesus loves me. Yeah, I got some issues going on. I'm, yeah, got the mess here in this area of my life. But man, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. See, the law says uh, you got to clean up your life and then, then he's going to love you. Well, that doesn't work that way. No. Jesus loves you, independent of what's going on in your life. 
Jesus loves you independent of what you're struggling with, man. I don't care what it is you're struggling with. He loves you. Keat, your breakthrough is not you working harder. Keat, your breakthrough is, can you let him into your heart? Can you receive the love that he has for you? You see, Old Covenant, and this used to be me, man. I, I used to have a hard time uh, wrapping my my mind around that is, is that what pleases God is not how much I love Him. What pleases God is, is how much can I receive His love for me. I used to, I used to say, Lord, I, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. But man, the key to breakthrough comes and, and what shifts everything is when you understand, when he said, uh, love the Lord your God with all of your strength, with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength, that's old covenant. Because I don't care who you are, you're not going to be able to do that all of the time. You're not going to be able to love him perfectly all of the time. And some people say, well, Alex, I don't know about that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on now, friend. Well, that's pride. That's self-righteousness right there. I'm sharing this in love with whoever you are because I want you to be set free. And I want you to know that mankind does not have the capacity to love God. Can't do it unless you first receive His love. And so new covenant is love one another as I have loved you. And so your focus is receiving His love. What did the scripture say? He, we love because he first loved us. And so your focus as a Christian is no longer, oh, let me do this thing for God. A lot of people, uh, well-meaning people will say, Alex, I want to do a big thing for God. I want to I do this, accomplish this big thing for God. <laughs> but the truth is, friend, what God wants to do is he wants to flow out through you. He wants to use you and he wants to do things through you, yes. But it's not you efforting and, and, and struggling and working to do things for God. No, it's you receiving Him into your heart. It's you resting in His love, you resting in His grace, you resting in His goodness. And now, man, He can get into your heart. He can transform you. He's going to mold you and shape you from the inside out, man. He's going to take away those old desires that you got, those old fleshly desires, those old sinful desires, uh, the stuff you want to do that's not part of His will for you. He's going to take that away once He gets into your heart. And He's going to plant His desire in your heart. Remember the scripture said, uh, He gives us the desires of our heart. That is not talking about in that particular scripture, He's going to give you anything, you know, whatever you, you want, He's going to give you that. No, He's saying, He's literally going to give you the desire. He's going to implant the desire in your heart. He's going to give you godly desire. He's going to birth the desire in your heart. Praise God. Man, <laughs> I'm kind of off from what I thought I was, where I was going and how the sermon was going to go. But man, the, the Holy Spirit is really just kind of... Uh, I think bringing out what 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 you guys what, what what all of us needed to hear is 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 heart knowledge of God comes 
when we understand that it's not about us working hard, it's not about us struggling and performing, that's the ways of the world which are in opposition to the ways of the kingdom. Everything in this world system is, is flipped upside down, I want you to know. That's what happened in the fall. And so the kingdom of God is in, is in complete opposition to the ways of the world. You see, the ways of the world say buy and keep, kingdom of God says sow and reap. You see, uh, the world says, if you want to, uh, the world says it's, 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 it's a greater blessing to just get stuff, you know, to acquire stuff. Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. You see, and so the kingdom is in complete opposition to the, way, uh, to the ways of the world. And so, um, you know, the, the Bible talks about us being set free from the bondage of the elements of the world uh, as a result of no longer being under the law of Moses. And so you're, you're, you're set free from how this world system operates if you can just get, man, that the most important thing for you now is to let God into your heart. What do I mean by that now? I mean that, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> yes, Lord, it's, it's so, it's so, um, you know, we find it so hard to believe, guys, that I can get stuff to happen in my life just by just by being quiet with God, just by letting him into my heart and trusting as he works in my heart, my actions will flow out of that. What I got to do will flow out of him being alive in me. And when it flows out of that place, man, then it's no longer really me necessarily trying to do stuff. It's really God beginning to flow out through me. It's God beginning, beginning to flow out through me into the world. It's God beginning to bless other people through me. It's God beginning to, to use me now as a vessel and as an instrument for His glory. That is how this Christian life is supposed to work. Now, the body of Christ, as I said, has gotten hung up on having intellectual knowledge of God. In a lot of cases, arguing about doctrines and, you know, but, but it's really about us letting God in and God flowing out through us into the world. Let's, let's go over to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and, and, and we'll get into some things here that I think are so, so powerful. Uh, you say, well, Alex, what is this number one thing that's blocking transformation in the life of a Christian? What is the number one thing that's blocking transformation in our lives? And it is this. It is us performing under the law. It is us still trying to perform under the law. I've shared with you before that there is no transformative value in the law. You struggling and performing to try to get God to bless you, there's no transformation in that. You struggling and performing to try to get rid of stuff that, you know, that, that, that's not part of God's uh, design for your life, that there's no transformation in that. It just keeps you stuck where you're at. And remember, the law is that impossible standard. I don't have time to really go into all of the details again now, but I've taught on this before, I'll teach on it some more soon, that the law was never given to save anybody. The law is just a, an impossible standard to let you know that you, that you need a savior. The law is a perfect God giving a perfect law to imperfect man, to show imperfect man that imperfect man can never perform to keep a perfect law. 
You see? And so the law lets you know that you need help. Your relationship with God doesn't function properly if, if you're still performing under the law. Now, Alex, are you saying the law is a bad thing? No, man, the law is perfect. Moses received that law from God. It is perfect, but it is, it's not for the born-again believer because it cannot ever produce the transformation in your life that you're looking for. I really pray you guys are catching this. Let's look at this from Scripture. It'll make it plain. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to read this in the King James Version, and then I want to read it in the New Living Translation, or excuse me, in the, in the New International uh, Version, the NIV, and then the last part in the Amplified, the last verse in the Amplified. But let's start in verse 14 in the King James, and this is going to this is going to be powerful, guys. He says in verse 14. Now he's talking about the about Israel. He's talking about when Israel uh, first received the law. He's saying, verse 14 says, "But their minds were blinded." And so take note, there is a blindness that came upon them, talking about Israel, but watch this. He says, for until this day remaineth the same veil, the same blindness untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. What is he saying? What he's saying, guys, is that there was a blindness that came as a result of the law of Moses. Israel was blinded as a result of that law. But he says, until this day, and that was the day 2,000 years ago when Paul received this, but it is also, guys, I submit to you, still present today. He says, until this day remains the same veil, that veil of blindness, untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament. Now, what does that mean? We're not supposed to read the Old Testament? That's not what that's saying. No, it really is saying that any time the law of Moses is preached, Anytime the Old Covenant is preached, anytime that you are mixing the law with the grace and truth that came by Jesus, he's saying, guys, this is radical. He's saying there's a veil of blindness that comes as a result of that. There is a veil of blindness that happens in the life of a Christian anytime that you do not rightly divide the word, anytime that you, even just in your own heart, still think it's about you performing. Well, that mentality, that performance-based mentality is creating spiritual blindness. It is actually blocking God from fully coming into your heart. Thus, man, I want you to understand, it is blocking you from seeing the transformation that has been made available uh, to you. Look at this in the uh, New, New International Version. Verse 14 says, But their minds were made dull. I like that he says their minds were made dull because it really means that their minds were made unreceptive to spiritual truth. And sometimes people struggle with that. You know, you say, Alex, I'm trying to get into the word more. But man, every time I do is like my mind is kind of getting dull. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I try to meditate the word, but I, I just can't help. You know, I try to focus on the word, but my my attention always goes back to, you know, some errands I got to run or my attention goes back to uh, whatever it is, my favorite TV show. Amen. Uh, whatever the case may be, uh, I try to meditate the word. But, you know, my attention goes back to that guy who cut me off on traffic yesterday. Um, you know, what I'm saying is, is a lot of people struggle with this. This might be you, friend. 
So you, you try to get into the Word more, but you, you're struggling with focusing on it. You're struggling with maintaining your focus. You're trying to put Jesus at the center of everything, but you're struggling with it. Now, why is that? Well, let's see what the Scripture says. He says, But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the Old Covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ, notice only in Christ, everybody say only, only in Christ is this veil taken away. And so what this is saying is that every time our minds are dull to the Word or to the things of the Spirit, or we hear the Word, but it's really just intellectual, we hear the Word, but we really have a difficulty applying it to our lives, or we hear the Word, but it doesn't really penetrate our hearts. Well, the reason for that is the Old Covenant. And what that simply means is that we're still performing or we still have this Old Covenant mentality in our hearts. And so I want you to examine your life, friend. I want you to examine, and I truly believe a lot of people do this and they don't even notice it, and, and this is really now bringing light to you, amen, this is really bringing breakthrough because you're being made aware of the issue. You can't really be delivered until you know that you have an issue. And so I want you to examine, are there areas in your life where your thinking has been, ah, I got to do better with this. I got to do better with my temper. Alex, I got to do better with my kids. Alex, I, uh, I just got to do better. Uh, feel like I'm not doing enough. Well, that is coming from a performance-based mentality. You still think that, or you still have a difficult time accepting that God looks at you in Christ and He sees you holy. He sees you blameless, the Bible says, for holy and blameless before Him in love. When He sees you, He sees you perfect. I say, Alex, I don't know. Well, see, there it is. You're having a hard time accepting that. Why? Because you, you still have this performance-based mentality. You, you, you still think, well, how can God see me perfect if, if I'm not acting like it? Well, friend, God is a spirit. You are a spirit. He first and foremost sees you in the spirit. And if you're born again in your spirit, you are perfect. If you're born again, you're in Christ. And in Christ, you are perfect. The Bible says, as he is, so are you in this world. And so that is how God sees you. Now, when you begin to shift your thinking to that, now you're moving away from the law and you're moving into grace and truth. Grace and truth, the law said you got to work to become righteous. That's an impossible standard. You can never do that. Grace and truth says by being in Christ, you're already righteous. The law said you got to work to be accepted of God. You can never do that. Grace and truth says just by being in Christ, I'm accepted as His beloved. Just by being in Christ, I'm already made perfect. And so that's what he means when he says this veil, last part of this verse, he says it has not been removed because only in Christ. Again, say only. Everybody say only. Only in Christ is it taken away. Only in Christ means to the exclusion of the law. It means you can't mix Christ and the Old Covenant. You can't mix grace and truth and the law of Moses. Because if you do that, you'll create spiritual blindness. 
guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now, to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.